in the ha 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 low. In the ha 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 low. In the ha ha low. Into chicken noises. <laughs> two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Welcome to Bitch Watch. Hello. Hi. It's your girls, Sly. And Witsy. How you And we're coming at what the- I was gonna say how you doing, Sly? But now I won't ask you how you're doing, I guess. I can, yeah, please don't. I can go get Never bent. ask me how I'm doing again. Ever. <laughs> Never. How dare you? How dare you? Sorry, I'll just direct my affection towards others. Such as General Hugs or Lupin. Hey, Lupin. And- where Actually, it belongs. They're both right next to me, so that's a good shout. <laughs> I just knew. But yeah, welcome to Bitch Watch. We are coming at you live after watching the second stint of Gilmore Girls. Yes. I figured we'd open this in honor of Gilmore Girls talking about our fall morning routine. Since things have kind of cooled off around here recently, I've started going out on my deck in the mornings mm-hmm. with a blanket and a cup of coffee and my two little dogs. And we just hang out for like a couple hours. Yeah, I was gonna say, until you said the blanket, I was gonna say this sounds like what you did in the summer because when I came and saw you over Memorial Day weekend, like we <laughs> sat on your deck in the morning with coffee, I know. but the blanket's different. The- <laughs> yeah, it's also not hot as balls outside. Oh, I love to sit outside when it's warm though, or hot though. Like it doesn't bother me. It's too much sweat on my boobs. I don't like it with my boobs I'm like sweat. a lizard, so I need that heat. I'm like, <sighs> it is the perfect temperature in the mornings. It's like 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. So between 60 and 75. Yep. It's primo. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? You, you were laughing before we started recording because we we're like, let's talk about routines. And I'm like, mm, I don't really have a routine. Like I wake up and although this past week I have been actually getting dressed again, like I'm excited for fall because I feel like mm-hmm. not that I'm one of those people that truly has a spring wardrobe fall you know summer fall and winter but you yeah. know, obviously things do change a little bit grandpa sweaters yeah i've been excited to bust out all my sweaters and stuff again so like i've been getting dressed in the morning which is crazy i work from home for context i'm not just like leaving my house <laughs> in my pajamas or naked every day i work from home and i'm normally working in sweatpants or you've seen the yeah. same navy blue hoodie every single day for months oh god i look like a schlub every single day of my life that i do not see people i've been getting dressed most days this past week and then i I was going to say, I'm not being paid to mention this on the podcast. However, on my Instagram, there is going to be an ad. Probably by the time this episode goes up, the ad has already gone up. But I received a free memory foam wedge pillow. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain that I've got some kind of condition that I stop breathing in the middle of the night. I'm yeah. not a medical expert and I've not been diagnosed with anything. So I won't say what I'm pretty sure the condition is. But it runs in both sides of my family. So I'm not just pulling it out of the air. Yeah. But I, And I was told in like <laughs> sleepovers in high school, Erica, you you stopped breathing last night or it sounded like you were like wheezing and gasping for air. And I'm like, I don't know if you had a fan in your house, it would be fine. I love a fan (laughs) in my face for that reason. You're like a pug. Yeah. I'll never forget. It really freaked that one friend. I was like the first time I slept at her house. Yeah, see, in my house, when you stay at my house, you could be dead in there and I wouldn't know until like noon the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I like stopped breathing for a long period of time, but apparently it was just Enough. like a- <laughs> I sounded like I was receiving a death kiss from a dementor or something. <laughs> so 
this company reached out and I was like, yeah, I would love to shout you guys out if you want to send me something. And they wanted to send me a product that wasn't going to work in my home. They're like, well, here's this list. And I saw a wedge pillow was on the list. Let me tell uh-huh. you, it comes vacuum sealed. So it was like all rolled up weird. So I had to like pull it out of two layers of plastic. Don't love that, but it is what it is since it's vacuum sealed. And I like let it air out and I slapped it on the bed last night. I slept so well. It was probably the best night's sleep I've ever gotten in my entire life. If not really? for a very long time. Let me tell you, dead ass this morning, Brian comes in to tell me goodbye like he does every single morning and I wake up and I go, what day is it? I 100% legitimately <laughs> did not know what day of the week it was anymore. <laughs> I've been asleep for 200 years. I honestly didn't know. And I go, wait, what day is it? And he's like, what? Like, he thought I was messing with him. And I was like, no, no, no. Please tell me what day. And he goes, actually, no, it's Wednesday. And I got panicked. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Wednesday? Because... Today's the last day before he and I are taking a week off from work. So I was excited that it was going to be Friday. But he was Uh like, no, it's Wednesday. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, you took the trash to the road last night. It has to be Friday. (laughs) And then I had to look at my phone because I didn't believe him either way. I slept so well. That's so funny. And you were so peppy this morning whenever we video chatted. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not me promoting this in any way, shape, or form. But I'm just saying, bitch was peppy. You can attest (laughs) that I did finally get some good sleep. That and we're days, days away at the time of recording days away from seeing Harry Styles in concert. That you could also just be running on adrenaline from that. So I because there's new videos every day. I mean, like I told you today that there was a video that came out of him reading a sign. Someone asked him asking him to say yeehaw and he Mm -hmm. in the middle of the sentence just lets out a yeehaw and I'm just like why? Why do we live in a world? (laughs) Where Where Harry Styles Styles can say yeehaw. yeehaw. It's it's a good time to be witsy right now. We're also, we're a good week ahead on recording. So look at us. Mm-hmm. Proud of it's us. because Witsy's driving a whip. Let's get this recorded. Oh. Let's get this done. And that yeah, and I'm like nervous true. about next week. So I'm going to be gone. So like. I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I'm not going to lie. It's it's my toxic trait. Oh, you mean we've not been recording a podcast for the last nine months and Witsy doesn't already know this? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You cancer ass bitch. <laughs> Tell me I didn't. I got some sleep, man. I'm still feeling good. Hours later. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get it done. The only time I'm ever late is when my Crohn's decides to screw me over last minute. Oh, I get that. That's why you prepare and you get the work done early. Yeah, but then my brain says not to do that. <laughs> but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You are better. getting better. Yeah. I am getting better. Instead of having it done Sunday, <laughs> I'm getting it done Friday. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the last episode of Bitch Watch you will ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Hey, Sly, what the fuck? (laughs) That's like our favorite thing and it doesn't even make sense. No, no one ever got to hear that. (laughs) No, I don't think we talked about that at the events that triggered that quote on the air. So it's nobody's business, but man, it's funny. God, it is. You want to go ahead and dive into these crazy wacky girls and what they've been up to in the Gilmore? I just want to quickly ask you, we're not going to pull out the whole tier and ranking and I know we're going to get into full discussion next week but I just kind of wanted to pause it like while we're in the middle do you think Mm -hmm. anything has changed since we've started watching of oh I remember this totally wrong this needs to be bumped down or bumped up Dean definitely needs to be bumped down to F tier oh and the bad stuff hasn't even happened yet I mean I put him straight in the F but I'm just saying the bad stuff hasn't even happened yet but just like what he's done so far qualifies him for F tier Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I think you wanted to rectify your Michelle ranking too. Yes. Michelle definitely deserves to be in. Did I put him in the C tier? You may have put him in the C tier. If I put him in the C tier, then he deserves a B tier. Yeah. At least. So I would rectify those two. I think mine's still 
stands. Yeah, I'm like doing a quick like run through. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I watched your eyes. It was like you were reading the freaking air. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't stick Taylor Dosey in the F tier, or if I didn't <gasps> stick him in the, if I didn't put him D or below, I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, I put him in a D. He's just an old lonely man who has literally nothing else going on in his yep. life. <laughs> yep. Taylor Dosey, I would move as well. Yeah. He's not an F tier perpetrator. He's like a D minus. Yeah. But he's right in the edge. He's riding the line to go down into the F tier with the rest of the boys. Yeah. This is what Dean is when he gets old and divorced because he cheated on his wife. Except way taller. Yeah. That man is obsessed with pastel paint colors and decorations. Uh, you know what he's obsessed with more than any of that? What? One Mr. Luke Danes. That's true. <gasps> Do we start a fan theory that Taylor Dosey is in love with Luke? I like it. We were the first ones on Dexter x Lundy. Now we're on Luke x Dosey, but it's not like a mutual thing. No. Dosey is just a like stalker obsessed with Luke. An older gentleman who is in love with the burly young man. Very burly. We're going to start tracking it. Well, I say that. <laughs> we're either going to start tracking it or we're going to totally forget after today. <laughs> about to say we'll totally forget i don't think so though i like that theory i like it (laughs) he even had the reporter come in and take pictures of him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you think those were just for the news article i don't think so he's always in there like can't we decorate your diner because of this (sighs) holiday he's trying to put himself in the picture of luke's yeah and do you know how mad that must have made him when he let lorelei redecorate with him that's what i'm (gasps) saying i like it that's crazy man we are starting some new ish up in this big we got to this show is you know older <laughs> yeah yeah it's time we revitalized some stuff why this is so, so stupid, stupid. <laughs> i just thought why are we so stupid this is so stupid okay it really is okay so this week we watched episodes eight through 14 the middle stint of of season one episode eight Love and snow and war. The first snowfall, which everyone knows what that means, besides Max and Lorelai's first date. Lorelai's gonna go in her hole. I smell snow rant. I didn't remember it happening as early as season one. I was a little surprised by that. Really? I definitely knew it happened in season one. I remember big picture. So the first snowfall prompts Lorelai and Max's first date. And Frank, right off the top, we have a quote about the snow. Is it happening? Is it happening? She freaking smells it. She freaking smells it. Huff that snow, queen. Huff it. Thanks. There's this big snowstorm that comes through and Rory gets stranded out of her grandparents in Hartford and Max ends up, he was traveling from somewhere to somewhere else and his car breaks down outside Stars Hollow. So he gets towed in. And that also immediately takes him down. Let's see, if he doesn't have the car, what did we say he was? A six. And it bumps him to a four. It was your rating. Yeah. I think it bumps him to a four. So he gets towed into town and as Lorelai is walking through just blissfully inhaling the smell of snow and just beyond excited that it's snowing, she sees Max has been towed in and she walks over. Apparently there had been some scheduling conflicts between the two of them. So they've just decided, well, snow and the universe and fate have brought us together tonight. We're going to have our first date. They go get, what were those burgers they got? Fiesta burgers. Fiesta burgers because they're spicy. They get Fiesta burgers. They go to the movie. Movies, and then they end up back at Lorelai's house at the end of the night. Yeah, they do. Throughout the episode, we see that Lane is growing more and more upset with Rory because every time she tries to talk with Rory about a boy problem or this or this, all Rory can do is talk about school or Dean. Ugh, what a great friend. Haven't we all had that friend? I'm trying to think if I've ever been that friend. No, I feel like I do a pretty good job at being inclusive of I still have that friend time and then there's this boyfriend mm-hmm. 
It's not even that. It's just like everything Lane talks about, Rory completely disregards and is like, but Dean, can you believe that Dean is blah, 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 or blah, Or she's blah. reading her textbook. Yeah. Just completely disregarding Lane. Yeah. So yeah, Rory's just being a really crappy friend and Lane is getting more and more upset with her. There's a moment where Dean and... Rory are making out in town. Just in the middle of the town square that started in the supermarket. Now, you know what? The park bench, free for all out there. Sodom and Gomorrah. And this make out prompted this question from Sly and the answer that I gave her. I wonder what it's like to just make out with teeth. This is what you need to do. Go to uh, like an abandoned mall somewhere. One that hasn't been open in at least 10 years. Go into the hallway to the open area. Find those little candy machines. Put in a quarter. Turn, 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 turn. Get some of those chiclet gums. Chew on those. Ew. 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 That's what it's like to kiss Dean's. That tracks. That tracks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love how when we refer to poor Jared Padalecki's smile. His teeth are too chiclets. Yeah, chiclets. It's chiclets all the time. Yet last episode I referenced it and I didn't even know. I didn't remember that happening. Mm Mm-hmm. The first snowfall is going to hit town around the same time that the annual reenactment of the Battle of Stars Hollow happens. Battle is used loosely. Luke mocks it the whole time, refuses to take part in it. He goes head to head with the mayor and Taylor Dosey, which I don't think we ever see that mayor ever again. I didn't even remember he was in it. No, I always just kind of assume that they don't have a mayor and Taylor just acts. It's Taylor runs for mayor later. What happens is... That mayor is locked in Taylor Dosey's basement. Mm -hmm. He lets him out once a year to make this speech so no one thinks Taylor's behind everything. They all blame it on the mayor locks his ass back down there after that one meeting a year. Do you think that was arranged that he lets him out once a year so the mayor doesn't run his mouth about the Luke shrine in the basement? (gasps) Probably. Mm. Probably. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. We're building a theory. Full theory. There is a town meeting, which I think this was the first town meeting we've seen, right? Yeah. And town meetings will happen more and more as the show picks up but Lorelai and Rory take it upon themselves to make a game out of it and they're watching Luke as he's getting more and more angry and he's rocking in his seat and he's curling the bill of his hat and finally he gets up and interjects that this battle is stupid because there was no battle a group of soldiers a 12 right a group of 12 soldiers stood in a line all night and basically almost froze to death and he just says they're stupid he makes a remark to Lorelai later before she runs into Max that his dad took part in this every year he loved his musket didn't even have to rent it he just owned it and he was buried with it it was a whole thing the american way yeah (laughs) before the reenactment you see that the stars hollow band is going to be performing lane reaches out to her crush and runs her fingers through his hair and then ditches lickety split and ends up running all the way down to rory's house even though rory is stranded in hartford with her grandparents so while lane is hiding out rory is introducing emily and richard to frozen pizza which a novel idea emily at first tries to eat this pizza with a knife and a fork and then (laughs) complains that it's really hot rory teaches them how to spice it up with fresh parmesan cheese grated on top what a boomer thing to do complain that it's too hot it's pizza fresh out of the oven and then if it's too cold oh god hell hath no fury like a boomer with cold pizza forget it It goes back over to Lorelai's home. This date with Max is going really, really well. Frank, there's a quote here about how this date with Max is going. This is the kind of guy that'll take you to Al's Pancake World on the first date. To feed you bad bad oysters. That kills your cat. 
Thanks. So as the two of them are making out and about to go up the stairs to Lorelai's bedroom, Lane walks out and reveals that she's in the house. Lorelai goes, well, we can't really do anything anymore. She offers to let Max sleep on the couch. She goes and talks with Lane and then she goes up the stairs to go to bed. The next morning, Rory returns home. She apologizes to Lane for being an absolute craptastic friend. Rory and Lorelai have to have a conversation about Max sleeping over the fact that Lorelai has a serious boyfriend that someone else other than her father could be the man that her mom ends up with. Yeah, I did like the scene where when Lane walks out, she's really upset. She's like, I'll just be in Rory's room until morning. Like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And she runs back there and she cranks up the cure. And Lorelai immediately goes, oh, that's the cure. I got to go in after. Yeah, she knows. (laughs) Like, it's not good. And they have a really good conversation. And I'm glad that Lane has someone like Lorelai in her life Mm -hmm. to counteract the mother that she got stuck with. Right. So I just like that scene. And I like that Lorelai's willing to do that for her. Mm -hmm. I also like that the topic of teenage pregnancies being brought up without Mm -hmm. just the stigma of this is awful and this is a bad thing. Not that they glamorize it at the same time either, but Lorelai does bring it up as far as running your fingers through this boy's hair isn't going to be the end of the world. This is going to go away after this. Everyone embarrasses themselves in high school. At least Mm -hmm. you're not getting a baby out of this, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Some things have larger consequences. And that really puts things into perspective for Lane. It's not glamorized. It's something that happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, teenagers have had babies for thousands upon thousands of years. Yep. I think it's really interesting. Just on a side note to be on my little soapbox for a second. I think it's really interesting the people that stigmatize and degrade teen mothers are also the ones not even probably a hundred years ago that were selling their daughters off to be married to complete strangers for a goat. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe more than a hundred years ago, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. To either complete strangers, older men at very, very young ages and it's really sick. So Anyways, that's <laughs> Sly's soapbox for the day. <laughs> Sly's soapbox of the day. Should we just make a, a segment, Sly's soapbox? <laughs> it's got its own jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I liked this episode a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I also love that Stars Hollow's movie theater, as it's referred to, is actually like just like a random little tea room place with a bunch of couches and a projector. It's awesome. I love that. I totally go. If I had a basement, that's what I would do with mine. Yeah, I really want to do that with our basement, too. I think that'd be really fun. Episode nine, Rory's Dance. I did not like this episode. No, it's it's filler. It's needed, but it isn't one that we go, oh yeah, I finally remember this one. It's just like- Oh yeah, it's a rough one. Spoiler alert, listeners, there are no quotes for this episode, so- Yeah. Sorry, guys. (laughs) The stint was a little bit slower than the last one. Mm -hmm. Chilton is hosting a dance, which Rory at first doesn't want to go to, but Lorelai convinces her of, you know, you never know. You should at least give it a go. You know, just give it a try and then leave early if you don't want to stay. I'll make your dress. It'll all be cool. And you can take Dean. So Rory does go ahead and decide that she and Dean will attend, thus confirming the ultimate question that Rory has not known the answer to, which is, are they girlfriend and boyfriend? Are they not girlfriend and boyfriend we'll find out by the end of this episode yay hooray what we all wanted to hear this causes a issue because emily really wants to see rory in this dress Mm -hmm. she finally convinces lorelei to let her come over see her take pictures and do whatever grandmas want to do when their granddaughter goes to a dance it's really cute because rory's running around the house and like doc martin's in her dance dress that lorelei made for her and emily comes in lorelei's thrown out her back doing something The mannequin fell over on her. Oh, the mannequin fell over on her while she was making a dress. So it's Rory's fault. Got it. 
Actually, it's Lorelai's fault because Rory didn't want to go to this damn dance to begin with. Okay, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> I like the counterpoint. Lorelai is stuck on this couch and Emily finally figures out and susses out, oh, her back's thrown. So she offers to stay and help her until Rory gets back. She starts to take pictures of Rory on the stairs and is just talking about how pretty she is. And then Dean shows up and honks, which, oh my lord. You know how I said hell hath no fury like a boomer in cold pizza? Mm-hmm. Hell hath no fury like a boomer and a boy that honks. I mean, fine if it's just like their weekly date or whatever, but it was a dance. Yeah, but to be fair, he didn't know that the grandma was there. Right, but still it was a dance. If this had been a normal thing for him, I understand. I understand both points of view. I think it's, I mean, this could also be my background, but it's kind of customary that the boy would come to the door for a dance because you want to take a picture of the couple together. Yes, yes, because that was always a thing. And that's why I was kind of like, why didn't they take a picture together? That's kind of weird, but thank God they didn't because no one wants to remember Dean. Nope. Uh, Emily forbays Rory to go outside until he comes to the door. You good over there? I was going to say you couldn't take a picture of the two of them together unless Rory stood on the top stair. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Emily absolutely forbays Rory from going outside until Dean comes to the door and she's makes the argument of what if he doesn't know he's supposed to come to the door and she said well he'll figure it out then we pointed out homie's an idiot so i mean he might not he did eventually yeah he did eventually and then they're off to the dance they get to the dance there's an altercation with tristan of course because he's a douche shovel sorry he gets hit by the douche shovel my bad it's done permanent brain damage at this point yeah and then all the girls are jealous of rory because dean is so quote-unquote hot like oh my god and Paris ended up having to bring her cousin to the dance. That got exposed and it's just a whole thing because Paris yelled it in front of God and everybody. Yeah, Rory wasn't going to say anything. The cousin exposes this to Rory. Yeah, because he asked Rory out on a date and she was like, shouldn't you be talking to Paris or a dance and Hmm. shouldn't you be talking to Paris? Anywho. Anywho, they go back to Stars Hollow early, a bit early, and so they stop by Miss Patty's and they're walking to see that Miss Patty's is not locked up. So they go inside. Rory brought a book with her to a dance, which made me want to absolutely slam my face into a desk. You destined that this night would suck from just doing that. That action alone. Yeah. They start reading it and then fall asleep on a beanbag chair to wake up the next morning to Miss Patty and her bitch pack tapping them awake saying, Rory, wake up. Why are you here, Rory? What's going on? And so Rory is absolutely flustered, takes her shoes off, running through the snow barefoot with just stockings on. Dean's crying after saying, wait, come back. And she's like, no, I got to get home now. I am dead. And she runs back home. Well, meanwhile, Emily has fallen asleep on the couch with Lorelai, wakes up to find Rory has not come home. This starts a panic. She demands Lorelai call the police. Lorelai jumps up and she's looking around and just trying to think. And she eventually tells Emily to shut up because she's not helping the situation. She needs to think. Emily comes back with, a, well, she's just going to get pregnant like you, blah, 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 blah. Shaming Lorelai and Rory and showing that she doesn't have faith or trust in Rory. Lorelai immediately shuts this down. About the time that Rory walks in. She quietly sneaks around to behind the corner in the living room and overhears Lorelai chewing out Emily about how she trusts her daughter. She's smart and she needs to leave the house right now if she does not feel the same way and basically kicks her out. Then Rory walks into the kitchen as Emily leaves. <laughs> Lorelai kind of loses it on her. You're going on the pill. This was reckless. What were you thinking? And Rory explains that it was just a misunderstanding. They fell asleep accidentally, which 
I agree. How the hell do you fall asleep in a dress like that? Skinny people problems. Rory is very tearfully apologizing profusely, but also accuses her mother of being mad only because Emily was there to witness that Rory messed up and called her out on being a bad mom. And I think that's kind of where the episode ends. They're on the outs Mm -hmm. at the end of this episode. Real fun stuff, guys. (laughs) Episode 10, forgiveness and stuff. So yeah, as you mentioned, the last episode ends with that argument and they're still kind of on the outs and it carries over into this episode that things are still kind of, I'm going to say stale. They're rocky. Yeah, they're cohabitating, of course, but it isn't as buddy-buddy as they normally are between Rory and Lorelai. This leaves Rory to try and figure out what she's going to get Dean for Christmas by herself. Mm -hmm. And at first she gets a book. I don't remember the book because who cares? It's some boring Russian novel or something. Uh, Wasn't it like Crime and Punishment or something? Who knows? But Lane ends up giving her advice about it, about what the right Christmas gift would be. You don't give um, your boyfriend a football or you don't give him something, you know, you don't want to give him something not romantic. And it was a Mm -hmm. whole thing. Even though, you know, Lane's dating... (laughs) History is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Existent? Yeah, none. <laughs> so as the camera is kind of panning throughout the square of Stars Hollow, we see that people are practicing Christmas carols on handbells. <laughs> and uh, whoever is leading it says from the top. And of course, that prompted us for this quote. <laughs> Make it drop. That's a what? Just some handbell whap. <laughs> That's some wet ass. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> What has ding 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 ding? (laughs) Thanks, Frank. (laughs) One of my finer moments. Ding ding ding. Not only are Rory and Lorelai on the outs, Emily and Lorelai are still arguing in this episode. And Emily calls the inn and tells Lorelai what the agenda will be for the Christmas dinner. Says cocktails are at this time, dinner is at this time. And Lorelai says she can't make drinks because she will be working. And Emily blows his way out of proportion and says, well, you're obviously just too busy for us. Don't bother coming at all. So she uninvites her and leaves Rory to go by herself. What a mystery as to why Lorelai wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So while Rory is at this party in Hartford, she does try apologizing to Emily. Emily tells her, this isn't the time or place. Why didn't your mother teach you this kind of thing? Blah, blah, blah. Which is rude in my opinion. Yeah, just let her apologize and let it get you know over with. Yeah, you're an adult. Calm down. She's being nice and apologizing. I'm defending Rory for once. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Go on. Dean shows up to Lorelai's house looking for Rory. <laughs> Tapping on her freaking yeah, window. Tap, tap, tap on the window. And Lorelai opens the window, talks talks to him. They talk about the events that happened after the dance. She says that she knows nothing happened, but she's still upset. She's upset with the both of them, but especially Dean because she has to protect her daughter, blah, blah, blah. But they do ultimately patch things up, even though you and I were both like, no, he's still public enemy number one. Forget this kid. Tell him to never come back. (laughs) Run him out of town. Put some pitchforks and stuff, but meh. Yeah. They do patch it up and Lorelai says, you know, we have a great front door. Maybe you should use it sometime. Also, it was this conversation that you and I went, why does he have more chemistry with Lorelai than he does with Rory? It was. That was odd. Like, maybe Lauren Graham just has this mystic power to have chemistry with anybody. Yeah, she does. That's exactly the entire way it is on Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Freaking Lauren Graham. Stop being so She just has that magic pull about her. However, she can be perfect if she wants. If she wants to come on Bitch 
watch, we would love to accommodate her. That is true. I, we could have a lot of chemistry. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'm good with that. Your neighbor, Dak Shepard, could help you with the Zoom call. You know, it'd be fine. He can come on the podcast, too, if it makes you feel more comfortable. Kristen Bell is more than welcome. We'll be doing Veronica Mars later, people. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sliding in all those opportunities as we can. <laughs> Lorelai is lonely and she's wandering throughout Stars Hollow and of course she ends up in Luke's and Luke can tell immediately right off the bat that something's up with her. She asks to see a menu and he goes, a menu? And she's like, yeah, words printed on it tells what you sell here, blah, blah, blah. He goes, but you eat here every single day. You've never once asked for a menu. You always get a burger. So she explains that she was uninvited from the Christmas party. And of course, Luke has a little line of, well, who celebrates Christmas too? weeks early anyway. Lorelai looks over the menu, decides to get a burger anyway, and Luke makes it look like a Santa. It was really ugly, but... It was made out of, what, yogurt? No, it had cream cheese for a beard. Dude, you couldn't have done mayo? It had mayo in another part. He was trying to give it variety. I don't know. The idea was really cute. The execution was absolute dumpster fire. It was atrocious. It looked good. I wouldn't but have eaten did not, it. I wouldn't have eaten it. No, I'm just saying like it looked like Santa. Yeah. It was a really cute gesture that he was just like, well, it was. you're sad about a Christmas party. Let me make you a Santa burger. Before she can eat it, she gets a phone call, which Luke doesn't let her answer because no cell phones in the diner, but she ends up getting the voicemail from Rory that while at the Christmas party, Richard had collapsed and that, that he was being taken to the hospital. Which sends her into a full meltdown. Full meltdown. At this point, carolers come into Luke's led by Taylor. Any excuse? to see his man. Trying to sing carols in exchange for free hot chocolate. Luke insists that he's going to take Lorelai to the hospital because she walked to Luke's. He tells all the diners to leave. The meal's on him. He gives keys to Taylor and says, fix you guys as the hot chocolate and then lock up when you're done. And he rushes Lorelai out. Do you think Taylor Dosey went through all of Luke's personal things upstairs? Oh yeah. The first thing he did was make yourself hot chocolate guy and he ran up those stairs. Straight for the boxer drawer. Yep. He dove into that thing. <laughs> and I he looked like Scrooge McDuck jumping into a pile of gold. <laughs> On thing with Christmas. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Great analogy. Great analogy. Good job. Uh, Good job. It's, it's sleep that I got. Once Luke and Lorelai get to the hospital, they find Emily because Emily's yelling with the nurse, which is portrayed by Jane Lynch. Because Emily doesn't want to have to fill out any paperwork. She just wants to see her husband, which I get. It's a whole thing. Finally, they are able to go see Richard. Richard has been admitted into a room. We see that Luke's having a hard time just even being in a hospital. Sick people are freaking him out. Me too. We do find out that his dad died in a hospital. So it just like brings back a bunch of stuff for him. Yeah. Lorelai is really freaked. She's a really hard time. Even when they are able to go into the room to see Richard, she makes excuses of, well, I have to go find my mom. Then I have to go find Rory. Oh, I have to make a phone call. Like She does finally go in to see Richard alone. And as Richard's waking up and sees that she's there, the two of them are about to have a moment. And that's when Emily and Rory come back in. You could tell it was going to be a kind moment between the two, which I think is far and few between. And I don't think it's that they have ill feelings towards one another. I think it's just they don't know what to say to one another. I feel that. Hardcore. We find out throughout the episode that Richard's collapse was only about of angina, which I already forgot. We both looked that up what it was, but yeah, it was something like lack of blood flow to the heart. It wasn't quite a heart attack, but it was some kind of cardiac event. So yeah, he's going to have to make slight changes to his diet. All of the Gilmore settle their differences because of the health scare that Richard had. There is a moment where Emily and Luke are sitting next to each other while everybody else is gone and she kind of asks what his feelings are towards her daughter and she doesn't get anything out of him. Lorelai has Luke bring Rory home and that's 
when we see that Emily and Lorelai are sitting there waiting while Richard rests and Emily gives Lorelai the same line of questioning of that was the man with the ice you're both idiots mm-hmm. because she can see that there's something there between the two of them but yeah even if they deny it yeah. we'll be right back after a quick break Hey guys, this is J-Dog. I'm here to let you know I'm doing a brand new show called the J-Dog's Calling Show, where I talk to people. On the J-Dog's Calling Show, where I talk to people, I'll be talking to people who call in with questions about stuff, and um, I will listen to them. I might be helping out, who knows. My friends over at Riffin' on the Rock, a rock and low podcast, are letting me use their studio to record my show. Especially where I sleep, so I kind of know my way around the place. They said I could even put a link to my show on their website. You know, as long as it was like um, in the back part of the website, like not in the front where people can see, but like in the back part. I'm looking forward to talking to all sorts of interesting people and hearing their words. We might even talk about wrestling, but there won't be any cussing because I don't like cussing very much. I'll let you guys know when I got some, some episodes coming out. Cameron said he can help me with, I mean Mr. Poe, I'm sorry. Mr. Poe said he can help me with Twitter, but... I told him I probably won't be eating any licorice during the show, so that's okay. So anyway, come listen to my show when it starts. It's going to be a lot of fun, and maybe I'll make enough money to buy some furniture for the closet where I live. Be sure to listen to my show on anchor.fm slash j-z-o-g-g-g-g. That's anchor.fm slash j-dog, and my name is spelled j dash. G-O-G-G-G-G. And that's where the episode will go up when I put them up. Usually on like Friday, I think. So, uh, that's that's where the week. See you guys soon. This is J-Dog, by the way. Episode 11, Paris is burning. Boy, is she. In this episode, as Lorelai and Max end up growing closer, Rory ends up starting to become attached to the idea of Max. And they even kind of have nicknames for each other, or they try to and then kind of drop it. Like she calls him Norman and he calls her Rebecca. And it's kind of dumb. In this totally wigs Lorelai out because she is so scared that if it doesn't work out between her and Max, then Rory's going to get hurt and that's not what she wants. Mm -hmm. So she's going to try to break it off with Max. She's got it in her head. It's not working with Max. I'm breaking up with him. Suki and Lorelai end up having a very frank talk in the kitchen saying, you always do this, Lorelai. It's been exactly two months and you start running. Lorelai denies this and just makes up excuses as to why it's not working out. But Suki continues to point out, no, this is your toxic trait. Mm -hmm. You do this all the time time. Lorelai ends up deciding that she's going to break up with him after Rory's parent-teacher day that (laughs) Rory will not let her out of. And so she stays after the parent-teacher meeting and is trying to give him this book back that she he lent her. It's a first edition and very fancy. And he refuses to take the book back, refuses to break up with her, and ends up making out with her right there on the desk. But guess who sees it? Guess who's little nosy behind sees it? That bitch Paris. God, it's always Paris. Out of all the people to see it, why did it have to be Paris? Because life hates Lorelai. Now, Paris has been having parental issues of her own. All of her parents' affairs and nastiness of their divorce is being printed in the papers because her parents are public figures. She sees this as a way to get eyes off of her. So she starts the rumor about Lorelai kissing Max and starts spreading throughout the school. And she even goes as far as to rub this in Rory's face. Rory ends up actually confronting Paris about 
up. I never said anything about your parents. You should know how much this would hurt because this is happening with your parents. Why would you do something like this? And she ends up actually getting an apology from Paris, which is very rare and offers a sympathetic ear to Paris saying, if you have any problems and you need someone to talk to, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Now, Rory is very upset with Lorelai because they promised to keep this private and now it's affecting Rory's school life and Lorelai is mortified and horrified. By the end of the episode, Max has been chewed out by headmaster Charleston, who is currently amending the head and book to say that you cannot sleep, including students or students' parents. <laughs> says that his job is in jeopardy and he's going to have to break it off, which I think is so dumb because he's the one who got himself into this situation mm -hmm. by making out with her in his workplace. Yep. It makes her feel bad about it. Yep. F-list. Yep. To which then... Rory ends up coming home, finding Lorelai crying in bed, and she curls up next to her to comfort her. And this is also the first episode where we see Suki asking Jackson out on a date, which he accepts. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I love those It two. is cute. I love those two too. Episode 12, Double Date. You know who I don't like though? <laughs> Rune! In the last episode, all Suki really did was ask Jackson if he would like to go to dinner with her sometime. He does accept, but they never made the actual date. The two of them are very awkward. He brings produce into her to the end that she's purchased from him. And they kind of are doing the like, ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 uh. and it's very awkward. And Lorelai's just standing there like watching the whole thing. It's a train wreck what's happening here and finally talks to Suki after Jackson leaves of you need to make a date make a plan and Suki says well what if he says no she's like well he's already said yes so just make the plan <laughs> however <laughs> When Suki takes this advice, she calls Jackson on a cell phone and he says that he would love to go to dinner with her Sunday on her day off. However, his cousin is in from out of town and he has to stay and entertain him. But Suki is on such a high of him saying yes. She says, well, we'll just make it a double date and we'll bring Lorelai. Lorelai can date your cousin. So she accepts and makes the plans for Lorelai, even though Lorelai tells her later that she hates blind dates. Mm -hmm. This double date ends up being the double date from hell. I couldn't picture a worse date. Yeah, he hates how tall she is. He's says right off the bat she has big ears which you couldn't see her hair was down this little troll is lucky to be paired up with this goddess of a woman yeah his name is rune yeah just immediately is just he negs her not even in like the fun not that negging is ever fun he isn't negging her to try and like win her over he just is he's just hateful purely hateful yeah they go yeah. to a french restaurant he doesn't even take off his coat did you notice he was all bundled and buttoned up he is staring yeah. daggers into lorelei lorelei's just trying to be nice to him because she's trying to encourage Suki and yeah. Suki is so nervous that she can only talk to Lorelai and Jackson's sitting there like well this is kind of awkward and you know uh. meanwhile Rune's over there cutting the heads off the butter swans <laughs> forgot about that yeah like a psychopath an absolute psychopath mm -hmm. you know what he is he's the personification of an incel yeah he is. They foretold incels. Yeah. Lorelai has Suki go with her to, quote, go powder our noses. And she tells Suki, you need to be talking to Jackson, not to me. How about we just leave this place? This place is so stuffy. Why don't we just go to Luke's? We can get a burger and it'll just be more chill. And she agrees. They all go to Luke's and Lorelai ends up sitting at the bar with Luke instead mm -hmm. of at the table with Suki, Jackson, and Rune. Rune ends up finally, like, marching out of Luke's because he wants to go bowling and was drug out on a date with that. 
that doesn't refer to Lorelai as even as her. It's that. Right. He marches out because Jackson says, no, I'm on a date and I want to be here with Suki. Basically, shut off, Rune. So Rune marches out. Luke is kind of jealous that Lorelai was there on a date, even though it's obvious that it's not going well. Mm-mm. And he's trying to get up the nerve to ask Lorelai out. However, as he's like trying to ask her, Mrs. Kim busts into Luke's because Rory and Lane had sneaky, sneaky set up a little double date for the two of them as well. Lane obviously didn't tell Mrs. Kim any of this. She said that she was going to be with Rory and Lorelai the whole night, that they would be at the video store for a little bit, that they'd be going out to eat, but they would be at the house. Well, Mrs. Kim is called and called and called and can't find them. So as she's marching through town, she sees Lorelai by herself and Lorelai says, well, the girls were at the movies. By the time Mrs. Kim gets to the movie theater, she sees Rory, Lane, Dean, and Dean's friend Todd standing out front, which gives it away that she was there with a boy, which... Uh, not good. I think there were some words that should not be on network television if it was not in Korean. Yeah. Sheesh. The poker game that Lorelai and Luke had started up gets very quickly interrupted. Lane gets super grounded. She's not allowed to leave her room except to go to school and church. Lorelai finds out about this and a few days later goes over to talk to Mrs. Kim heart to heart about how Lane really is a good kid. She's really grateful that Rory has a good friend like Lane. Mrs. Kim and Lorelai come to an understanding that as mothers, they don't show it the same way, but they do want the same thing. They both want their children to be safe. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all they want. This does help Lane's punishment get lifted a little bit that she can leave more than her room. She's allowed to go outside but only to the front yard sign for Kim's antiques. We see Lane sitting in the front yard on the phone with Rory to tell her that the punishment has been extended to the front yard sign and as she runs out we see that she's a little past the sign and she kind of looks over and backs up to be within the line and Frank Mm -hmm. there's a quote of our reaction to this. Stares in CPS. (laughs) The look on her face was so telling. (laughs) (laughs) My mama gonna beat me again. Rory, she gets a phone call from Lane. She was going to go get lunch with Lorelai in the diner and she ends up running out because Lane only has 15 minutes outside. So it leaves Lorelai sitting alone in the diner um, and Luke comes over and takes her order. He says that I never got a chance to and she looks up and says what? And he kind of chickens out again. He's like, uh, keep kicking your ass in poker instead of asking her out already. Right. <sighs> Lorelai can tell that he was going to say something else as he walks off. So she's kind of looking at him pondering as the episode closes out. And Frank, there's a quote here. Ask her out. Ask her out! Ask her! Ask the ah! woman! Man! God! Ah! <laughs> Sorry, it's infuriating. <laughs> you know why she's staring at him? She's like, hmm, I kind of wonder what he looks like naked. Yeah, aren't we all? Thanks. Episode 13, Concert Interruptus. Lorelai, Suki, Rory, and Lane have managed to get pretty close, like ninth row tickets, so Mm -hmm. really close to the stage, tickets to the Bengals concert that's in town. But Lane's mother finds out the truth and forbades Lane from going. Absolutely loses it. This leaves Rory with an extra ticket, not knowing what to do. Meanwhile, at Chilton, she gets put on the same debate team as Paris and her bitch pack. What was it? Louise and Madeline? Mm. Mm-hmm. Ale. She ends up inviting them over because they don't have a place to study. Seems like the Gilmore house is the only place that they can hang out and study. But Lorelai has volunteered to host the town rummage sale to repair the bridge. So their house is extremely wrecked. There is shit 
everywhere coming out of her ears. It tries to eat and swallow Suki. It's a whole thing, but it's fine. Rory's cool with it. She just gives them a heads up and the girls agree to go there to study. While they're there, Rory starts to hit it off with at least Madeline and Louise because they think Lorelai is so cool. Mm-hmm. They're just in awe of her. Paris just wants to freaking study. She is over this mess. Lorelai kind of notices that Louise and Madeline are starting to warm up to Rory. And so she offers the great tickets, the four great tickets to Rory to take the girls. And she and Suki will just buy nosebleeds when they get there. She just wants to see the show. So she offers the tickets to these girls and they accept, except for Paris, who has to be convinced. And they decide, yes, they'll meet up and go together. So while there, Paris is sitting next to Rory. So Rory's right by the aisle. That's Paris. And then Madeline and Louise don't know the difference. Tweedledee, Tweedledip shit. The show doesn't do a very good job at the very beginning at doing any kind of differentiation between which one's Madeline and which one's Louise. Yeah, I'm wanting to say the blonde is Louise, but I could be wrong. Who knows? (laughs) Not us. Tweedledee and Tweedledip shit are sitting in front of these two older boys, which one of the boys is actually Todd the vegan from Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which... They start flirting with these two boys throughout the entire concert. Now, Rory's enjoying the concert. Paris is enjoying the concert even, which is super rare. These two girls tell Rory that, let's sneak away. And Rory says, absolutely the hell not. We're not sneaking away. The Bengals might not miss us, but uh, Lorelai sure is shit will. <laughs> the two girls say that they're gonna run off, go to this party that these two dickbags are hosting, and they'll be back before the show's over. Well, spoiler, they're not. So this triggers Lorelai to start busting down some doors looking for these two girls. She's like, I came to New York with four girls. I'm leaving with four girls. Mm -hmm. And so she goes to where they said the party would be and starts knocking on doors. They find the one with the music playing, busts in and says, listen, those two girls are minors. I'm assuming what's in their cups is not lemonade. So I recommend you do not hold a conversation with me, sir. Come on, let's go. She then in the hallway tells them, this is so dangerous. This is so insane. Also, we're having a discussion with your parents when I drop you off. Mm-hmm. But this forms a great bond between Paris and Rory. And so their budding friendship starts to take. And I like the Lorelai and Suki up in the rafters, <laughs> just laughing about how bad the seats were. It was so great. Yeah, it made me feel better about our concert tickets. <laughs> yeah. So there's a weird subplot where Lorelai buys Luke's ex-girlfriend's jacket and then wears it into the diner and he absolutely loses it. She doesn't know why. So she finds out from Suki and other people around town that it was his girlfriend, Rachel's. She was this supermodel looking woman and loved to travel and did cliff diving and was just this very textbook cool girl. I'm gonna call her the cool girl stereotype. Then she wanted to move to somewhere more exciting and Luke refused. And so they broke up, but he was still really messed up about it. Eventually, she just kind of gives it back to him and says, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. He's like, it's okay. I was just having a bad day. And they just kind of mutually go on about their day. Episode 14. That damn Donna Reed. Oof. This episode's a big oof. What a note to end this segment on. Uh... (sighs) Just like we started hating Dean. (laughs) Dean is invited over to the Gilmore girls house or to the Gilmore house to watch the Donna Reed show. This starts a big topic of conversation between Rory and Dean throughout the whole episode. He comes in the door and he's got two boxes of pizza and a salad. Lorelai asks, did you bring the pizza? And he's like, well, I'm no idiot. And Frank, that prompted a quote from the two of us. I'm not an idiot, he says. (laughs) You know, why is it every idiot doesn't think that they're an idiot? Because they're not smart enough to be aware. Exhibit A, Dean. Thanks. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. Yeah, it kind of starts an argument between the two... Shitbags? Yeah. Trash goblins. <laughs> yeah. It starts an argument between the teens because Rory isn't charmed by the old school, think, leave it to Beaver um, mm-hmm. lifestyle of the wife stays home and gets dolled up just for housework and to cook dinner and to have dinner on the table by the time the husband gets home. Just think very traditional gender roles. Rory's not endeared by this at all, but Dean thinks it's very charming. He says there's nothing wrong with a man working hard and being able to come home to freshly cooked dinner. How his mom used to cook dinner for them every single night until she started working. This, this, and this. And Rory's like, great. She had a choice, but many millions of women didn't. Yeah. And even Lorelai's like, whoa, pony boy. Yeah. You might be barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) As the teens are having this argument walking through the town, Dean's like, well, I need to go to work. We actually see that the town troubadour is standing on the corner. We were so excited to see him. Frank, there's a quote about the troubadour here. (gasps) <gasps> the troubadour. The troubadour. Why couldn't Rory have at least gotten knocked up by the troubadour and not the Wookiee, potentially? She didn't get knocked up by the Wookiee. I know, I said potentially. Don't feed my cousin Jessica's wildest fantasies. Why does she have a thing for the Wookiee? No, but she's insistent it's the Wookiee. Jessica, it's not the Wookiee. <laughs> but it could be. Thanks. Our next theory, Troubadour v. Wookiee. Jessica will love that. Got you, Jessica. Got you, bitch. So we see Lorelai sitting in the diner and she's talking to Luke about how the place really could do with a fresh paint job and some new curtains. Taylor Dosey's all over it. Of We tried to get him to paint years ago and he just won't do it. But Luke tells Lorelai all the same reasons why he won't do it because it's a pain in the ass to paint. He would have to close the restaurant, which he can't afford to do, or he would have to do it at night when he's closed and it's just too much work. And Lorelai says, well, what if you have help? I'll help paint. And <laughs> any chance this man can spend some time alone Alone with the one and only Lorelai. He is all over. He's like, all right, sure, fine. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Yeah, let's what do it. Do you want to do, do it right now? I'll, I'll close right now. Let's go. I'll close right now. I'll shut this bitch down. I'll bend you over a counter. Let's go. I, 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 we'll paint right now. We'll paint that counter right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, we might have to also get new tables, but you know what? That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'll build them with my own bare hands. Let's go. He could build them with his own bare hands. <laughs> this mock neck's a little... A little warm. And the sweater. <laughs> we see that Lorelai comes over one night to the diner after clothes and she's got a bunch of paint swatches up on the walls and trying to get him to choose a color. And of course she's choosing pastel pinks and purples and oranges. oranges. She had some good choices. But they're all the wrong color to Luke because Luke mm-hmm. hasn't changed anything besides converting the hardware store to a diner since his dad died. He didn't do anything else to change the place. Paint's the same. Everything on the wall is the same. He just leaves it that way, I guess, in a way to honor his dad. He's going through choices with Lorelai and you see that he's finally opening up to her a little bit more and softening a little bit. He tells her that as he's explaining that everything's the way his dad left, he says like there's even a spot on the wall where his dad wrote down an order because he ran out of they sit down on the floor behind the counter and he's showing him he's showing her blah 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 screws this this and this written on the wall they're kind of sitting next to each other and she says well i'll tell you what we'll paint everything else but the paint won't touch here Mm -hmm. which is really sweet yeah it's then when they hear knocking on the door and clamoring outside because taylor dosi has led a small mob of people to look in to see what they're doing in there (sighs) because he's jealous Mm. we see that lorelei and luke are basically huddled up right next to each other on their hands and knees and Frank, there's a quote here. The, the, the cut scene that we don't get is him in the cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> Still drinking the beer. <laughs> Not blinking. <laughs> Just In the hat. <laughs> Thanks. 
the two of them get up from this uh, almost embrace and the two of us were like, woohoo. And so she excuses mm-hmm. herself to go home. Rory is staying over Babette's house that night because she is pet sitting Babette's new kitten, Apricot, mm-hmm. cute little ginger kitty who looked like General yes. Hugs. She has decided that she's going to give Dean a little taste of his own medicine. He thinks he wants this traditional, let's say, wife role to dress up and cook dinner and this, this, and this. So she goes over to Lane's, borrows some old music, and she gets some heels and this big poofy dress and an apron. She fixes him a dinner, a 1950s style dinner. She's got some steak. She had instant potatoes, canned vegetables, forgets to make the rolls. Oh, God forbid she forgot to make the freaking rolls. Dean's very impressed with all this, but finally gets the hint of what she's doing. Says, no, I I don't need you like this. I like you the way you are. So while they're at dinner, it goes over to Lorelai's house where Lorelai is kind of responsible for Rory's midterm project, which is a baby chick. Rory explains that the chick had already been fed and won't need to do anything except for just hang out in the cage all night. When Lorelai gets home from Luke's, she sees that the chick that she named Stella is out of its cage. Stella! So this chick's loose in the house and she can't think of anyone else to call except for Luke. So she calls up Mr. Luke Dades to come help her search for a chick. And he comes busting over, doesn't even use the front door. He busts through the side of the house like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. And at first he 100% thinks that this is a booty call because why would Lorelai have a baby chick in her house? He's like, why am I here? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I need you to help me like look through the chick. But she's got her hands on his hips like she's leading him through her house and staying really close and keeping her body in front of his and you can tell the two of them are really physically comfortable with one another Mm -hmm. or at least she is yeah and he's he's kind of stiff like what are we doing here we love a king that waits for consent he was ready to go because he came over but he was still waiting for the go button yeah yeah he was primed and ready he put on his nice puffy vest his sex vest he put on a clean flannel (laughs) he put on clean vanil a vanil is that a flannel vest of flannel? <laughs> I don't know. He put on a clean flannel and his sex vest and a new not sweat dripping hat. Uh, no, it was the blue hat. It was Lorelai's hat. Oh, we didn't ever mention it, but uh, to thank Luke for sitting in the hospital with her when her dad went to the hospital, she buys him a new baseball cap. It's a beautiful blue one and he wears it for... Uh, a good majority of the rest of the show. Uh-huh. Continue. You know, within a few moments, he hears the ch- chirping of the chick. And he's like, oh, you really do have a chick. And she's like, what do you mean <laughs> I really do? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. I just meant you really do have one. Like, okay, like surprise. Uh, they tear the house up. He breaks a lamp. He's looking through the fireplace. They finally get the chick and they rescue it. They put Stella back in the cage. Uh-huh. As Luke is taking out the trash of things that he's broken, he and Lorelai <laughs> see Dean coming out of Babette's house, taking out the trash. Dean kind of scurries away on is to go home. Little shit had the audacity to be like, what are you doing? To Luke, and Luke was like, no, 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 what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm a <laughs> like, grown-ass man, sir. You are I a child. I will beat your ass. <laughs> like, don't. But it's kind of funny because you see the two, I'm going to say men, I'm going to age Dean uh-huh. up. You're, you're going to see, you see the two men standing in the yards kind of between, but you see Lorelai and Rory standing on the front porches of the respective houses, yeah. and they're looking at each other like, oh, both of the guys scurry out of there. Lorelai is looking at Rory and she's like, well, I expected you to have your boyfriend over, but explain the apron. Please explain this whole get up because I want to be able to make fun of you later. Yeah. 
that kind of ends out the night. But once Lorelai is telling Suki the next morning at the end that this had happened, that she had called Luke over, Suki's trying to get her to force that she's got some feelings for Luke because why'd you call Luke? Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call this person? Why didn't you call Rory who was right next door? Yep. You called Luke. Of course Luke thought you were calling quote about a chick. And she mm-hmm. even says like the first time she hooked up with Jackson, she called about a bat in the attic when everyone knows she didn't have a bat in her attic. <laughs> Lorelai also ends up slipping and telling some of the story to Emily. I think Rory brings it up. Emily dismisses Rory, sends her upstairs so she could talk to Lorelai, tries to get her to admit her feelings as well. Lorelai says she's never really thought about it. Maybe she does like Luke, but she doesn't know. Well, as the episode is getting ready to close, you see that Ugh. you see that Lorelai and Rory are walking through town. Are they getting ready to go into the diner or into the bookstore? It may have been the diner. Or the market. Or it may have been the market. They're, they're getting ready to go into a business establishment in Stars Hollow. <laughs> Insert name here. Do you hear a motorcycle is revving through town? Taylor Dosey oh, is complaining <laughs> that motorcycles are loud and they're dangerous and they're stupid and they shouldn't be allowed. A boil on the butt of humanity. He, he would know. Mm, he's right there next to it. <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging out on the other cheek. Rory and Lorelai are getting ready to actually go in and the guy on the motorcycle parks and as he's taking off his helmet, he yells, nice top, take it off. Which, of course, Lorelai immediately turns around to see who's catcalling her as he takes off his helmet and reveals that it's Christopher, Lorelai's ex-boyfriend, Rory's father. (sighs) All right, everybody. One, two, three. (laughs) He is cute, though. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, I just wish he was a little bit more dependable. Like, he's so flighty and flaky. So can't stand that. I'd have let him knock me up when I was 16. (laughs) Not me. Mm -mm. Rory invites him to stay with them for a few days. Lorelai's like, uh, kid. But Lorelai goes goes ahead and just is like, yeah, of course, yeah. You're welcome to stay with us for a few days. And the episode ends with Rory getting on the back of the motorcycle and going on a ride with Christopher. Now, before we talk about the quote, because there is a quote here. Mm -hmm. The subtle sprinkle. I like they did with the dialogue between Christopher, Rory, and Lorelai. Chris says, hey, get on, kid. Like on the back of the motorcycle. And Lorelai says, get off. Yeah, and he says, get on. And she says, get off. And she's holding firm until he gives her that look. And then Rory looks at her and she says, get on. Reluctantly. Showing that he really gets her to do things that she might not. She easily gives in to Christopher's whims. Yeah. Yeah. She easily gives in to him, which is not a good thing. We'll see that later. Yeah. (laughs) But in regards to that, there is a quote here. Yep. Close us out, Frank. Uh, he's hot. He cooks. He cares for her. He's around. He's reliable. He can make coffee. He can make coffee. He's got a soul patch that can be shaved off. Or can be used to pleasure down below. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Frank. Yeah, so that's the middle stint. How do you feel about it? You know, season one isn't my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, you said that last time. (laughs) So, you know, I felt, I feel the same about it. Going back and doing a full rewatch of it, I'm getting frustrated early on because I know what happens with Luke and Mm Lorelai. And I always want to get to that faster. Yeah. Especially since he's already trying to lay the groundwork that he's totally into her and he's trying to ask her out, but he has not the courage to do so mm-hmm. i know i discussed this last week and i'm gonna say it again here of Just beating that horse beat that i horse, have baby. to beat, beat that it. horse because it's i i beat truly it. mean it. it it is something yeah. that really frustrates me about this show is yeah. we know they have established very early i mean that's one of the only things they make extremely clear they can't distinguish between louise and madeline but boy, they'll make it clear that Lorelai moved to Stars Hollow while she was a pregnant 16-year-old. Yes, she lived in the inn, which is slightly technically out of town, but she's lived in the area since she's mm-hmm. had Rory. 
Rory is 16 years old. Luke has lived in Stars Hollow his his entire life. There's so many convenient things that Luke doesn't know about Lorelai and so many convenient things that Lorelai doesn't know about Luke because the audience has to learn them. Mm -hmm. But it just makes Lorelai look like a shitty person. Why is that? Because... She didn't know Rachel existed and they say very clearly that they were together for years. Everyone thought the two of them were going to get married. Well, they were together when Rory was 11. Right. Suki Mm -hmm. pushes it under the rug of, well, you were getting ready to buy and move into this house. Mm -hmm. I bought a house a year ago. I still know what was going on with people who, if Luke has run this diner for a long time, Uh you would think, Lorelai at least went into the diner every now and then. Hypothetically, I grew up in a very small town. Like, I think where you grew up wasn't that big. Not at all. I say it's not as small as Stars Hollow. It's not as nice as Stars Hollow. But there were people in that town that I didn't know until a different phase of my life. I can kind of chalk it up to that. Yeah, it's just... But I get what you're saying. Luke is such an integral part. It's like they've been going there for years. Yeah. I mean, you and I are very quick to be like, yes, this is convenient writing about other shows. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I hate to say that about Gilmore Girls because the writing of the show stands the test of time. There's so many great things about this show, but it just feels like in that first season while they're trying to establish some like background stuff for the audience to learn it, they're like, well, how do we explain this? How do we get this across? Oh, let's make the main character seem like she didn't know any of this. Or that Luke Mm -hmm. didn't know any of this about her. Like, I understand Luke not knowing the dynamic of Richard and Emily because Richard and Emily had never come to Stars Hollow until Rory's birthday. I get that. There's so much explanation that the characters are doing between one another that you know if this were real wouldn't be happening. Yeah, or they'd be doing it a different way. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about her. What ended up happening with that? Exactly, not... introducing this as a brand new person that never existed before. Because there's also small town gossip. Exactly. Especially with Babette and Patty running around. There's no chance Lorelai didn't know. (laughs) When living next to Babette, she'd have known Luke's middle name, date of birth, sun sign, moon sign, rising. If his STD test came out negative, she'd know everything. If he folds his toilet paper or balls it up, she would know everything. That's what I'm saying. So there's just little things like this that just really get my goat at the beginning of the show. And yeah. as the writers just accept, okay, the audience knows this, this will go away. But I just have to nitpick about that one thing because while we're watching, yeah. I'm like, oh, we get it. You know, because it's just yeah. like Rachel isn't even an integral part until a little bit later. Woo, is she? <sighs> yeah, I get that. It is convenient writing. That's what it is. I'll say it. Come at me. Come at me. Doesn't mean it's not a good show. No, I love this show. It's just the little things. I'm just like... Especially when you're looking back and we're trying to be more critical. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't think it takes anything away from the show. I'm still enjoying watching it. And like I said, it just just takes you out of the... This could be a real town for just a moment. I don't have any qualms with it. I didn't hate the stint. Didn't love the stint. I liked the Donna Reed episode, but not Rory's storyline in it at all. I hated that. But I liked the Luke and Lorelai chemistry, of course. Mm -hmm. The thing, besides all the Luke Lorelai stuff that really is standing out to me in this stint, is that Suki and Jackson are finally together. I say finally, it only took 11 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But I do do love the two of them together so, so much. So If you liked what you heard, remember to follow us on social media. Follow me at bean.buttrito on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Twitter, drop the dot. We have a TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for at bitchwatchpod. And Witsy, what's up with you? Uh, I am over on Twitter at EC underscore Witsy, W-H-I-T-Z-Y. And on Instagram, I am at Witsy12. Yeah. Also, you need to check out our website, 
bitchwatchpod.com. And then if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Remember to make good choices. Or don't. And be smart about it. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> two bitches, yeah. Two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.